You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. Glad to be back behind the microphone. It's been about a week. We took off the 4th of July for Independence Day. We are back with a brand new episode of this two-time-a-week program on Mondays and on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Starting off the week with some, uh, starting with the program with some non-American news. I think it's the first time for that. Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of Great Britain, or Britain or whatever it is, I don't care that much about the UK, is resigning from his post as the Prime Minister and the Conservative Party leader. After less than three years in the position, the CNN article says he was left with little choice but to step down after several high-profile members of his cabinet resigned in protest this week over his handling of misconduct allegations related to government officials. Dozens more members of his government have also quit. So um, Johnson was ultimately undone by his response to the fallout of the resignation last Thursday of Deputy Chief Whip Chris Pincher. Amid allegations, Pincher had groped two two guests at a private dinner the night before. While he did not admit the allegations directly, Pincher said in a letter to Johnson last week that last night I drank far too much, unquote, and, quote, embarrassed myself and other people, unquote. Other historic allegations of misconduct by Pincher emerged in the ensuing days. Or ensuing days. So that is the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, who will be leaving his position because of scandals. And I don't know the truth of these scandals. I don't know a lot about how UK politics work. All I know is that there will be a new prime minister appointed by the Conservative Party, and they will take the post as soon as they're named, pretty much, and Boris Johnson will officially step down then. But there is a lot of scandals surrounding Boris Johnson. He hasn't done much conservative. I I don't know why the name of the party is conservative. His conservative party has been weaker than the conservative party in Canada. So I don't know why that is his talking point, why his title is conservative party leader. He hasn't seemed, uh, he hasn't been very conservative in my eyes. But he is going to be stepping down from that position no longer being the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. The final straw was that letter from Pincher, Chris Pincher, the Deputy Chief Whip. That was the last straw for most of the people in the government. I just thought I'd bring that to you as a little bit of a public notice, if you haven't seen that already. For those of you interested in United Kingdom politics, He is resigning from his post. I'm pretty sure his seat is filled quite differently than if, or not DeWine, I'm sorry, if uh, Biden was to resign. I don't think Biden would be appointed by the Democratic Party or, or Kamala Harris or whoever would be the person to replace him. I don't think they would just be appointed by one political party. So that's kind of an interesting system there. But 
That is the the United Kingdom system for replacing a resigned prime minister as Boris Johnson is resigned. The FCC commissioner, the Federal Communication Commissioner, or a member, I'm sorry, Brendan Carr, has asked Apple and Google to remove TikTok from app stores over data security concerns. Kind of want to move into this because Trump said this. We've been saying out through the entire Biden presidency, through the gas crisis, through the Afghanistan crisis, the border crisis, that Trump was right. And people on the left and people on the right both together are realizing that Trump is right. And he was right when he was president. And he is right. But this FCC commissioner is asking Google and TikTok to remove Chinese platform TikTok from their app stores. And and Trump asked for this. Trump said this. He thought about banning TikTok because they're taking U.S. data. They're taking the data of the kids and sending it to the Chinese Communist Party. Carr shared a letter on Twitter Tuesday addressing Apple CEO Tim Cook and Alphabet CEO Sundar uh, Pakashi, calling the platform not just another video app and saying that it violates Google and Apple's app store policies. He said at its core, TikTok functions as a sophisticated surveillance tool that harvests extensive amounts of personal and sensitive data, the commissioner wrote in the letter. TikTok is owned by ByteDance, the Chinese company, which faced scrutiny when Donald Trump threatened to shut down the app in 2020. Uh, Ben Rath, a TikTok spokesperson, said the company will engage with lawmakers to answer any questions about its data security. The commissioner's letter said they had until July 8th to provide a detailed response so they don't remove the app from their stores. The statement should explain Apple and Google's uh, conclusions about the app store's policy, social media policies, the platform's uh, access of users' data doesn't violate the company's app store policies. Despite the open letter, neither tech giant is required to comply with Carr's request. He would have to bring the matter up with the FCC to levy any punishment against Google or Apple. Carr cited a recent BuzzFeed news report detailing recorded audio of TikTok employees which showed U.S. user data had been accessed from China. A TikTok spokesperson said in an email that the BuzzFeed report is misleading. It said it's continuing to work on additional safeguards on U.S. data for improved peace of mind for our community. The social media platform announced on June 17th, the same day the report was published, it's moving U.S. data to Oracle Cloud infrastructures located in the U.S. That was kind of the deal for the... Um, keeping it on the App Store during 2020, during the Trump administration, was that a U.S. company had to own the data. And Oracle bought it. They kind of chilled. Oracle was a conservative company. They supported President Trump. The deal just kind of calmed down. The the whole the whole big, big problem kind of just calmed down. Um, but they haven't yet transferred the data to the United States platform. And I'm not usually a very pro- government involvement in social media outside of making sure people aren't censored. Other than that, the government should stay out of it. Um, the FCC shouldn't be able to say Getter or Gab or Parler or Telegram or Truth Social, on which I'm all on at GOP Josh on all of those. They shouldn't be able to say, these platforms violate your policies. You can read it right here. You must take it down. I don't believe that should be the case. I think that... Um, TikTok should have some sort of, of trial, maybe before the FCC, maybe before the people at Apple, before the, before the people at Google, and say, this is how our platform is secure. 
this is maybe where we have some problems. And the FCC can do the same thing. They can counter, they can do whatever they want to do, and ultimately be up to the companies to decide. The only time I believe the government should get involved in social media is making sure data is safe and they should be able to take them off for that. But but we'll have to see. They'll have to have their own trial. They'll have to have some sort of trial. You can't just deplatform. I don't support deplatforming. Have to have some sort of trial there. And then also if you, um, if you, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. If you uh, censor people, you should be taken off, right? It should be rules for thee, not for me. It should not be that way. If you censor someone, you should be censored yourself by Apple, by Google, by the uh, FCC. It's that plain, that simple. But that's the news on TikTok and possibly being taken off of the App Store. And there's some news about January 6th. So we talked about the bombshell of a person, a bombshell of a report, uh, testimony from Cassidy Hutchinson and how it was just absolutely terrible. Well, Adam Kinzinger said that more witnesses have come forward after the Hutchinson ceremony or the uh, testimony ceremony, same thing. It was just big for the TV. Every day we get new people that come forward and say, hey, I didn't think maybe this piece of the story that I knew was that important, Kinzinger said. But we know, and we know some of these titles he's talking about that's coming forward, going to go before the committee, want to go before the committee in a televised hearing, are Secret Service agents who were in the car with President Trump. If you missed the last episode where we talked about this, Cassidy Hutchinson supposedly said that Donald Trump, she heard it from a friend, that Donald Trump tried to hijack a vehicle to go to the Capitol on January 6th, tried to put his hand on the wheel, put his other hand on the, on the driver's neck to take the vehicle. Now, obviously, if you've ever seen the way a presidential vehicle is lined up, that's just not true. Pretty impossible to do it that way, but that's what that's, that's what she claimed. That was her claim. And these Secret Service agents in the car, as well as other Secret Service agents, and the ones she named saying that she heard it from him, have offered to go on the record testifying against what she said. Those are the people that said they will go forward, and those are the people that should go forward. Those are the people that should go forward to the committee. But the committee is just a, and we've talked about this, it's just a televised attempt to boost the name recognition of the Democratic Party and Liz Cheney from the Republican Party in particular. Because she is going to, or she's planning on, she's losing her congressional election this year, pretty much guaranteed, where Harriet Hagman is going to beat her, which I don't know if she's much better, but she is the Trump guy. Right? She's the Trump woman. And Liz Cheney's already realizing she's not going to win. She's not going to be the victor of the election in Wyoming. So she might run for president. She's going to try to run for president. She has not ruled out the possibility of a presidential run in 2024. If she chooses to run, Cheney would join a 2024 Republican field rapidly shaping up, dominated by Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Mike Pence. Cheney has left the door open for a possible run. If you know Liz Cheney or the Cheney family at all, they are not conservative. They they are a, a warmongering neocon 
group of fools. Let's be honest. They they favor their war stocks, their war bonds, more than they do the American people. And Dick Cheney wanted to be president. She, he never accomplished that goal. Liz Cheney wants to be president, and she'll never accomplish that goal either. She's not a Republican. She'd have to run as a Democrat. She would have to run as a Democratic Party, uh, as a Democratic member. Because they, the Republicans will not nominate her. The Democrats won't nominate her either. But the Republicans will not nominate her. I mean, she's been exiled from the party. She's not a, in leadership anymore in the party. She's not going to be nominated. She's not going to win. If she tries to be hilarious and make up for some pretty awesome debates, I'd love to watch those. I'd love to cover those here on the program. But she's not going to run. She's not. She, there's no way that she looks at the finances of running a campaign, looks at the finances of, of losing this campaign and says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to run it back. We're going to try again and run for president. I can't win the state of Wyoming, the state I'm from. Let's try to win an election in all 50 states and where I'm not popular. And that's how Liz Cheney is going to try and beat President Trump one more time in 2024. But she will not succeed. She will not win. She will not be the victor. The only person I, I reasonably expect to, be, to get the nomination if Donald Trump doesn't run is Ron DeSantis. And if Donald Trump doesn't run, there's something major wrong. I mean, he deserves his, his second term he earned. Uh, it'll be the third term he earned, really, but the second term he can govern and be the president of the United States. And Liz Cheney's just not going to take that away. Liz Cheney's not going to succeed. The Republican Party will choose Donald Trump again, und- un- undoubtedly. She's, Liz Cheney's not even a serious contender if she was to run. She'd hop in. She, she'd drop out five days later. She's not a serious contender. She's not going to run. And if she doesn't drop out five days later, she's going to be like John Kasich and just run it to the, to, to the end and still end up losing. It's that plain, that simple. That is Liz Cheney on possibly running for president. And that would be the, the biggest joke this country has ever seen is if Liz, Liz Cheney would try to become the president. It just wouldn't happen. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't work. She wouldn't become president. She wouldn't win. It just wouldn't succeed. When we return, we have some news on Dobbs v. Jackson. Some more news on Roe v. Wade being overturned. More news on abortion. Some news from Christy Nome, and some more news on COVID. That's back in the news story. Just or back in the news cycle. Just before the midterm elections. Who? Would have known. My name is GOP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. Make sure you follow me on social media at GOP Josh 20 on Twitter and Instagram, on, at GOP Josh on Facebook, Getter, Gab, Parlor, Telegram, Truth Social. You can find at GOP Josh over there on those social media platforms. Red Future Radio Network, GOPJosh.com. Be right back after this. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader, redfutureradio.com for our network's website, redfutureradio.com. The Samuel Maguire Show, I'm not being paid to promote this, but the Samuel Maguire Show, for those Ohioans out there, the the largest part of our, our audience is in Ohio. And for those Ohioans listening out there, check out his interviews with state representative candidates, state senate candidates, state uh, GOP candidates. He has a lot of, of candidates on his can- on his program talking about why they're running, how they're running. It's great. It's a great program. I, I really enjoy listening to it when I get a chance. 
The Sandy McGuire Show, uh, redfutureradio.com slash TSMS, redfutureradio.com slash TSMS, or go to redfutureradio.com, click on Shows, and click on the button that takes you to the Samuel McGuire show. So Christy Nome is the governor of Mount Rushmore. Love her or hate her. She's pretty mid. She's not the most conservative. She's not the worst conservative. She's pretty good. She's better than the person we talked about last, uh, Liz Cheney. And she is suing, or she did sue, Biden for not allowing fireworks at Mount Rushmore for July 4th. This was this... I was originally planning to do an episode on July 4th, and that's when I scheduled this, but we did not have a chance to do a program. We've jumped through all the hoops, we've checked all the boxes, we met the requirements of the permit that we need to host it, and he's denying it just to be punitive because he doesn't like me or the decision we're making as the state of South Car- uh, of South Dakota. Um, pardon me. Uh, <laughs> Christy Nome said on the Todd Starnes program, so I'm suing him in federal court over it, and we will win because we are right. Noam previously said that the Biden administration's refusal to give the permits for the fireworks will crush the state's tourism industry. The NPS, citing the COVID-19 pandemic, wild, wildfire risk, opposition from the tribal partners, environmental concerns, and the ongoing construction, denied Noam's permit request in 2021. They denied it again in March of 2022, or for 2022. The Sios Falls Argus leader reported, the state's permit application was submitted through the South Dakota Department of Tourism and requested a special event to occur between June 15th and July 10th, according to the rejection letter. Fireworks are viewed by multiple tribes as an adverse respect, uh, effect to the traditional cultural landscape, the letter read. The NPS's letter also cited conflicting schedules as the agency plans to host a Patriotic Independence Day 20 celebration in 2022. Unreasonable interference with visitor services, basically the closing to the public of the memorial and possible damages to the park because of the increased fire threats, according to the newspaper. Whatever. I mean, you can't reasonably deny a firework permit in the capital of, of of the country for tourism. Right in the middle of the country, South Dakota is a beautiful place. I've heard they have the Mount Rushmore. You can't deny Mount Rushmore fireworks. You can't just not have fireworks at Mount Rushmore to celebrate Independence Day. All across the nation, even in states where it's legal now, like in Ohio, people are letting off fireworks in their backyards, allowing to celebrate Independence Day. So celebrate the sacrifices two of the four people on 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 that mountain sacrificed. Two of the four people on that mountain sacrificed. Founding this country. Founding this country. And, that, and that's the purpose of the Mount Rushmore fireworks, is to honor those people on the mountain. And it is denied by the partisan Biden administration. It's, it's, it's such a sham. Everything this administration does is a sham. They're, they haven't done anything for the American people. I will... Pro, I, I will... Give them some props. Gas prices are somehow going down. He hasn't done anything to, to, to bring them down, but they are somehow going down. But but denying a firework permit for no reason other than the partisan politics of the governor is abuse of power. It's honestly abuse of power. Different than any abuse of power they blame President Trump for. What they did is truly abuse of power. Truly. And that's just a shame. That's just an absolute... Absolute shame.
And so I don't know if they had the fireworks anyways. I know they talked about it, but I don't know if they actually had the fireworks anyways. But I hope they did. The Mount Rushmore fireworks are big. They're usually beautiful. I watch them. And they are tremendous. And they are a true celebration of what it means to be an American. Speaking of what it means to be an American, life, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are rights that are endowed by your creator as declared in the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men and women are created equal, that they are endowed endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Hang that on my wall every day. It's, it's always hanging out there. Is that you can't tell in the interviews, but when you watch my interviews, if you see the 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 old rustic looking American flag in the frame, it, it has that on it. I have to put a picture of it on my social medias uh, at GOP Josh twenty on Twitter. But life it is an undoubtedly American value. And 49 abortion clinics have closed since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. 49. According to Operation Rescue's firsthand investigation, over 49 abortion clinics have either halted abortions or have been forced to close their doors altogether since the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, since last Friday when the U.S. Supreme Court released its decision in Roe v. Wade or in Dobbs v. Jackson overturning Roe v. Wade and Casey the Planned Parenthood, placing the issue of abortion in the hands of the states. A lot of these are, are um, uh, Planned Parenthoods. A lot of them are Planned Parenthood locations that are closing completely. They're just shutting their doors, not going into the office at all. Planned Parenthood, the 3% of our, our income is abortions, Planned Parenthood. Why are they closing their doors? If you you can't survive as a company with with three percent of your income gone, you're not a very viable company. You're not a very viable party. You're not party. I'm sorry. You're not a very yeah a party as a company. You're not you're not very viable. So the three percent of our income is abortions. Uh, is that that's it, it's a shame. It's I mean it's it's a shame that they're closing down. No, it's not. It's a shame that people are out of work. The, the honest people like uh, Abby Jacks or Abby Johnson. It's a it's a shame they're losing their jobs, right? The people that are are just in it because they they're brainwashed. But but the true fact of it that these these people are losing their jobs, that are intentionally killing babies for the money, for the power, for the for the thrill, whatever it may be. Forty nine have closed, and more will close in the coming days, and that's so great. What's even better, what's even better is when we have these companies like Dick Sporting Goods, Disney, Tesla, allowing their, their employees to travel out of state, allowing their employees, paying for their employees to travel out of state to get an abortion, to, to receive a medical miscarriage, as they call it, right? An insurance company, Buffer Insurance, is paying for the cost of giving birth or adoption. Buffer Insurance condemned secular companies' responses to the end of the Roe v. Wade, vowing to instead support female employees who get pregnant and even cover the cost of giving birth. The Texas company's 
vowed to offer maternity and paternity leave to employees who have children, as well as cover the cost of their female employees giving birth. The company has also promised to help out employees seeking to adopt. Secular companies are paying for the the travel costs of employees to abort babies out of state. Buffer wrote in a Facebook post, Today we're announcing that Buffer will pay the cost of our employees who birth babies. Employers, if you'd like to learn how to provide these benefits to your employees, let us know. We have ready-to-use policies you can add to your employee handbooks. The company continued. The move comes as many companies have condemned the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe. Some have gone so far as to cover the cost of their female employees working in Republican-controlled states who need to cross state lines to get abortions. Apple, Disney, uh, Patogna, Microsoft, and Tesla are just some of the companies that are paying for it. But Buffer is paying for childbirth. Buffer is paying for adoption. Buffer is paying for life. Now, I'm not endorsing Buffer Insurance. I know nothing about Buffer Insurance, but I do know that a company that stands for life, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the ability to be born, and the ability to have a nice life, to allow your employees to have children without worrying about the financial restrictions, allowing people to have an abortion or an abortion, having have an adoption, paying for adoption, that, the, the, those are the kind of companies that conservatives need to seek out. The kind of companies that should honestly be supported. I applaud them. So our last story on abortion. And I, I kind of misspoke earlier when I said it's a shame it's being closed. The only people that it's a, it's a shame is when the, the brainwashed people, like I mentioned, the, the people that are brainwashed. If you haven't seen Unplanned by uh, Abby Johnson, you wouldn't know. But but there are people who are genuinely, completely brainwashed, completely bought into this. We're just helping women. And they, they shouldn't be complacent in abortion, but a lot of them don't know. Right? And, and, and those are the people we need to educate. We need to get out of this terrible industry. But that is besides the fact. One more story on abortion. It's actually not even about about abortion. It's just about freedom. Someone who works for the big media companies, MSNBC, claims the Supreme Court will bring back... Take a guess. Just just take a poll. Guess. What do you think it's going to be? Three, two... Segregation! The Supreme Court will bring back segregation. Legal analyst Glenn Kirscher said Sunday that the Supreme Court is bound to diminish desegregation and privacy laws following the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Uh, Kirschner, a former prosecutor, warned guest host Charles Blow and New York Times columnist Dehilla uh, Litwick that the Supreme Court will abolish all privacy rights formally established by case precedents, including ra- racial segregation, contraception, interracial, and gay marriage. I don't believe for a minute they're not going to come after desegregation, he said. Just as Thomas suggested that uh, certain cases should be looked at. So, so let's just break down the, this court policy. Let's, let's break down the Supreme Court, their I- ideology. There's three liberal justices. That's gone. Like the, the, those three votes, no way. Clarence Thomas is a African-American. He, he's not going to be pro-segregation, and most white people aren't either. Uh, me being one of them are not pro-segregation, but... 
there, there's your four votes right there. You need one more. And Kavanaugh is just, he, he's not going to vote for anything. And then you have Alito and you have Roberts that are also going to be very, very um, anti. I don't think any justices would really vote for it. I mean, let's be honest. So this claim from the MSNBC is just stupid. And if anyone did, it'd be the partisan leftists, just like back in the previous, pre, uh, back previously, with um, segregation was was the left. The Confederacy was the left. But but we're gonna we're gonna trump the precedent on segregation. We're gonna re-segregate uh, society. Whatever, dude. Get a life. There's a new variant of COVID. Speaking of get a, get a life, the the new variant of COVID has been created. I, I mean, uh, manufactured. I, I mean, found. The new variant of COVID. Centarius, the new stealth Omicron. It may escape immunity more than any other COVID strain. Guys, be scared. Be scared. A new Omicron subvariant. A new Omicron subvariant is on the radar of the WHO. One of experts say it could be the most immune evasive yet. Oh no. Oh no. COVID. COVID. <laughs> there has been two cases of BA2 points, BA.2.75 dubbed centarias detected in the U.S. The first being identified on June 14th. The spokesperson of the CDC said, Guys, I'm so scared. <laughs> COVID. We're all going to get COVID. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. COVID. <sighs> It's it's so tiring. It's a, it's so tiring. The CDC does not publicly report on emergency emerging variants until they compromise one percent of cases. Thus, thus, current cases of BA point two point seven five are being reported on the agency's data tracker under under BA point two cases, which compromised less compromised less than three percent of COVID cases. So so there's not even one percent of COVID cases are this random variant. But you know what they're gonna say? They're gonna say you know what? It, it's it's big enough. We need to lock down. Shut your doors, lock your windows. You can't have any of the air in. If you do leave the house, leave before 10, 10 p.m. Oh, yeah, and you can't vote in person either. You have to vote by, by mail. You have to vote mail-in ballot. It's their only plan. It's the only thing they have to try to shut us up, to try to stop the the right from turning out to vote. And the only way they can get the 2,000 mules back in the saddle and the mules that steal the midterms the same way they, d- they did the 2020 election. My name is Joe P. Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network, the twice-a-week program interview very soon with J.R. Majewski. Send me your questions, 574-675-6747. Call me, text me, leave a message. Or email me, josh at gopjosh.com. This has been the Conservative Crusader on the Red Feature Radio Network. My name is GOP Josh. See you Monday with a brand new episode. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. 